church say amen from the gospel as recorded by St. Matthew. St. Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11, we begin reading at verse 1. These are the words you find. And it came to pass when Jesus had made an end of commanding his 12 disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now, when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Art thou he that should come? Or do we look for another? I want to talk for a few minutes. I want to talk from this subject. I want to talk about failed expectations. Failed expectations. All of us in here been we've been disappointed. At some point or another. You ever, you ever gone to a restaurant based on some picture you saw on a billboard somewhere? <laughs> you, you ever placed your order in a restaurant based on the picture you saw on the menu? You ever look so good, looks look look so advertising and you just couldn't wait. I got to have, got to have that. But then when it came out, <laughs> when it came out, you, 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 you found yourself completely disappointed. Had your mouth all set, <laughs> ready to consume what was on the picture. <laughs> It comes out and it doesn't look anything like what you saw on the picture. Oh yes, we've all been we've all been disappointed. There are some questions, my brothers and sisters, I have learned in my years as a pastor preacher, I've learned there are some questions you don't have to ask. You don't have to ask because the reason I don't have to ask them is because I know the way life works. So I really don't have to ask anybody up in here this morning. I don't have to ask you to raise your hand. I don't have to ask anybody in here, have you ever been disappointed? Well, I know right off before I ask anybody that the answer is yes. All of us at some point have been some way and somehow disappointed. I don't need to ask. I don't need to prove that. As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to ask you to look to your right or your left because they might be sitting beside you. 
<laughs> All of us at some point have faced disappointment. You thought something was going to turn out one way. And it turned out totally different. All of us have faced disappointment. Some restaurant you tried, some movie you went to, some book you read, somebody you hooked up with. Oh yeah, you've been. <laughs> you've been you've been disappointed. I really don't have to do a whole lot of illustrations. I don't have to do a whole lot of illustrations this morning because even now, everybody's sitting up here right now. You, you, you ain't really listening to me. You're thinking about that disappointment. That <laughs> you got it on your mind right now. All of us have been at some point and something has fallen short of our expectations. Strange thing, strange thing. Children of God, many thought when they accepted Christ, thought that when they started walking with Jesus, they really thought that their life would be better than it is now. Many, many, many accepted Jesus Christ thinking that that was the end of trouble. There would never be another trial to come my way. I'd always have my been listening to the wrong folk. Always have money in my pockets. There are those who accepted him thinking that that would mark the end of all of my troubles and my trials. What a great disappointment. But the question this morning is how do you deal with it? How do you deal with it? What do you do to... Ensure, and that's the problem. Generally, if we ever get disappointed, we set up all kinds of walls. We do everything we can do to make sure it ain't going to ever happen again. We shut out everything and everybody to make sure that I never disappointed again. How do you deal with it? How you deal with disappointment? How you how do you deal with failed expectations? In this message, this message this morning, the the main character here is John, John the Baptist. John the Baptist. And we seem, when we come into the text, seems that John the Baptist is dealing with that same kind of disappointment. Yes, when we find John the Baptist, we find him when we come to the text. John is sitting in prison. John the Baptist. Sitting in prison and the reason why he's in prison is because he had the audacity and the holy boldness to call out wickedness in high places because he did the right thing he he found himself in prison and by the time we get to the text he's already been there almost two years he's been there about 18 months that in prison so here sits John the Baptist in prison. John the Baptist, the cousin and the forerunner of Jesus, sitting in prison. Jesus' cousin, sitting up in prison. The one who's been spreading the message about Jesus. Now he's sitting there. I, you, you need to get this. If you miss this, you're going to miss the whole sermon. I want you to know who John is and what John did. This is the same John 
who even before he was born leaped in his mother's womb with joy over the news that the Savior was coming. You got to understand who John, that, that John, that's John, I'm talking about John, one whose life has been totally consumed with preparing the world for a coming Savior. That's the John I'm talking about. John the Baptist, the one whose whole mission in life was prepare the way for the coming Messiah. That's the John I'm talking about. John, the one who declared that I must decrease so that Jesus can increase. That's the John that I'm talking about. John, the one who drew crowds to the wilderness preaching, repent for the kingdom is at hand. That John right there. Now, after all of his great missionary work, all of his work for the Lord, now he sits in prison. Not only is he sold out on the idea of Jesus as the Messiah and the, com- and the coming of the new kingdom, yeah, yeah, he is convincing other folk that Jesus is who he says he is. He's convincing the other folk that there is going to be a new kingdom coming. That, that John. But now he's done all of that. He's been spreading this message. been telling everybody, doing all the right things. But now he's in jail. Now he's sitting in prison. And when we come now, he's been sitting there for almost two years. And now when we come here, he's sending a delegation to find Jesus. Sending some his disciples, they call some of his disciples. They send them to go find Jesus. And this is the message I want you to carry to Jesus when you find him. You go find Jesus and when you find him, when you find him, this is what I want you to ask him. I want you to ask him, are you really the one? Or shall we look for another? Y'all get this? Same one been telling everybody else about it. Same one been spreading the good news all over the place, telling other folk about Jesus. And now he is sitting in jail asking, are you really the one? Or shall we look for another. Now I know people have labeled John. They look at read that one statement and some have labeled John. They say he started doubting Jesus and he was a doubter. Many have said that, that he started losing his faith, but I, I just sort of believe that he was having an identity crisis. I, I believe he, he sort of had a struggling with his own identity. After all, I've spent my whole life spreading this message about this coming Messiah and I've introduced him to the world. I've told everybody about him. Are y'all hearing me? I spent all of my time telling everybody about him. I I believe he might be having an identity crisis here. He's the one. He's the one. 
saying that I, I, I am the voice. This is John. John out there saying, I'm the voice in the wilderness. I, I'm the one that's out there. I'm the one Isaiah was talking about when he said, I'm a voice crying in the wilderness. Make the way straight for the Lord. He is the one that has gone about telling everybody about the Lamb of God who's going to take away the sins of the world. He is the one that baptized Jesus, uh, saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and resting on his shoulder. He is the one that went about telling everybody to behold a Sam, the, the, behold the, the Son of God or behold the Lamb of God. I've been telling everybody all of this, that that's who Jesus is, and now I'm in jail. So my, my, my identity, I, I, I spent so much time talking about it and telling other folk then, if he is not who he says he is, y'all ain't hearing this. If he ain't who he says he is, then who am I? I've been telling everybody that I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the one that goes before him. And all. So if he's not that, then who? Who am I? He's not the Christ, then that means I'm not the forerunner. I've been fooling myself. I've been fooling myself and yeah, uh, uh, about being a voice crying out there in the wilderness. He, yeah, if he's not who he says he is, then I, I, what have I done with my life? Spent all this time out here working for him. and Now, now I'm, I'm, I'm wondering even if he is who he says. I, I believe that John is just disappointed. This just wasn't turning out the way he thought it was going to turn out. It just wasn't what he was looking for. And now I'm sitting up here in jail and, and, and then here's, here's the other part. Everybody here in the sound of my voice, the truth of the matter is, if you haven't already figured it out, even when you have committed your life to Jesus, even when you strive to live for him day by day, here's a disappointing statement. Things still don't always work out the way you think. I know, I know you don't want to hear that. I know you came here for the good news and I got that too. But I'm here to tell you that even when you have given your life to him, even when you're living for him, yeah, that does not mean that everything in your life is going to work out just like you think. See, some of y'all joined the church thinking that once you joined the church and started walking with the Lord, that, that, that there were going to be no more trouble. Some, some of y'all, some of y'all. Some, somehow, many mistakenly believe that the walk with Jesus is a walk in predictability. That if I walk with him, I'll know what's going to happen next. If I walk with him, I, 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 I'll know what trials are going to come. If I walk with him, I shouldn't have to face certain storms. If I walk with Jesus, I shouldn't go through seasons of distress and grief. If I walk with Jesus, if I work with him, I ought to be delivered from hardship and pain. The truth, my brothers and sisters, the truth, my brothers and sisters, is that even as we travel along this Christian journey, things just don't always happen the way we expect them to happen. John is in jail. 
been locked up in jail. He's been there for 18 months and Jesus hadn't even been to visit him. Y'all hearing this? And then on top of that, on top of that, he keeps getting all these reports that the work is still going on. I used to be out there by myself telling folk about Jesus. And now, Jesus done got them other 12 fellas. And I introduced him to some of them. And now they're out there. They, the work going on. I'm here in jail. And they ain't even thinking about it. Y'all hearing me? I'm sitting in jail. Old jokers out there doing the, still got the work going on. Seem like they don't even miss me. I feel John. I, 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 oh yeah, I'm, I'm human. I feel, I feel John. I sort of feel John. Yeah, I know one monkey don't stop no stop, but a, one monkey ought to, a good monkey ought to slow it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But here, here, John's sitting in jail. And he gets reports that the work is still going on. People are still turning to Jesus. They're going out doing what he used to do. Well, what did they do to this? Forget about me. Here I sit in jail. But thank God for John. Thank God for John's spirit. I love this about John. John didn't sit there giving the pity party. He, he didn't sit there getting angry and mad. He didn't sit there. Working, working all that out with himself. What he did is, uh, he says, I, I need to get some answers here. And, and, and the thing I love about him is that he has sense enough to know where to go get the answers. See, if I want to know something about you, I don't need to be asking you. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? I, yeah, he sent straight to the source. Straight to the source. He sends some messengers to talk to Jesus. He sends some messages to Jesus with a question. You didn't sit around, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you're wondering whether or not he, he it was all right for him to feel like he's feeling them. See, the thing that here's something I'm gonna help somebody here, uh, and I love this about Jesus. Je- Jesus can handle your questions. <laughs> I'm gonna set somebody free up in here because all your life you've been taught don't question, huh? don't question. Let me set somebody free. If you got a question, you better ask Jesus. Yeah, if you got something you want to know and don't want to be messed up, you better ask. You, you, you need to talk to Jesus. Jesus can handle our questions. Jesus can handle our disappointments. Don't think you're going to hell because you're angry with Jesus. He can handle it. He can handle even our anger. Contrary to what many may believe, it's okay to get married with God. God can handle it. So John sends a messenger. Sends a messenger to Jesus with this question. So y'all fellas go talk to him. Just ask him one thing. I can't go the way he is, but y'all go ask him this question. Are you the one? Are you really the one? Or should we look, or do we look for another? Same John that has been preaching about him. Same John that's been telling other folk about him. Now he's asking the question, are you the one? Or shall we look for another? So, so John's disciples went to Jesus and they delivered 
John's message, with John's sentiment. I can hear him going into Jesus. And Jesus, we, we just need to know the truth to take back to John. John wants to know something. And what he wants to know is, are you the one? Or should we start looking for somebody else? Jesus, uh, now, oh yeah, we just bring a report from John. And with John, things just ain't, they ain't adding up. John has been faithful to you. John has been in prison for almost two years and you haven't done anything to get him out. You haven't even been to sin. Are you the one? Or shall we look for another? So John wants to know. John just wants to know, you know, are you really who I said you were? And yeah, Anybody in here ever been to that place right there? Now, you don't have to, don't, don't, you don't have, you ain't got to raise your hand. <laughs> just, just think about it. Have you ever been to that point where you really wondered, is he really going through, you know, going through stuff and your burden's so heavy, seems like everything that can go wrong is going wrong, seems like your children losing their minds, seems like all the bills coming at one time, just, just for a, a, a split moment. I know we all saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. But is there anybody here that has ever crossed your mind? Are you really the one? Or shall we look for another? But look how Jesus responds. Look how Jesus responds. He knew, he knew that John was a prophet. He knew that John was familiar with the word of God. He knew that John knew the words of the prophet. He, he knew that, that, that John studied the scripture. He, he knew that John knew what all of the prophets said. He knew that John knew Isaiah 35. Y'all hear me? He knew that, I, that, that John knew Isaiah 35. It says, I, Isaiah prophesied that the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf have, shall be unstopped and they shall be, the lame shall leap and like a deer and, and, and the tongue of the mute shall be full of joy. Jesus knew that John knew the scriptures. He knew that John knew the scripture that said the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach. They bring good news to the poor and has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and proclaim liberty to the captives. He knew John knew that. He knew that John knew what the word of God said. He knew that John knew what the prophet said was going to happen. So he says, I'll tell you what you do rather than to go back. Try to carry some answer for me. He said, I want you just to go back and tell John. All I need you to tell him. Just tell him that the blind are receiving their sight. I don't need to go back and tell him nothing I said. Don't tell him nothing I said. You tell him, you, you, you go back and tell him what you see with your own eyes. Tell him that the blind are receiving their sight. Tell him that the lame are walking. Tell him that the lepers are being cleansed. That the deaf are hearing. That the dead are raised up. And the gospel is being preached to the poor. You go back and tell him that. Are y'all hearing me? Then when you get through telling him that, here's, 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 here's what's going to help us here. If you tell him that, you tell him, blessed is he who shall not be offended in me. That's a loaded statement. Right? Blessed is he who shall not be offended in me. In other words, in other words, 
Blessed is the man who finds no occasion for stumbling in me. Yeah, blessed is that man who, who, who when he gets to that point where he doesn't understand, he uses it as an opportunity to get out of, get, get, get back out in the world. Blessed is that man. Blessed is that man who can exhibit per- perfect trust in me under the delay of disappointment. Blessed is the man who will trust me even though my ways are hard to understand. Blessed is that person who will trust me even if he can't track me. Are y'all hearing me? Blessed is that person who can put all of their faith in me when all hell is still breaking loose. Blessed is that man. I wonder if I got a witness here. Anybody can bless him when you know what's going on. Anybody can bless him when you understand all around you. Uh, But he says, blessed is that man who goes through hell and high water and loves me anyhow. Are y'all hearing me? Blessed is that man who bears his heavy load and keeps on loving me anyhow. Blessed is that man who cries in the midnight hour and keeps on loving me anyhow. Be be honest. Be honest. Sometimes he's hard to understand. Any honest folk in the house? Sometimes he's hard to understand. I don't mind telling you, and I'll say it the way I understand it. Jesus got some funny ways. I I say Jesus got some funny ways. He'll allow a storm to rage in your life just to show you that he can say, peace, be still. Are y'all hearing me? He will let a friend, according to the word of God, he'll let a friend die just so he can show you I can get him up again. He got some funny ways, I tell you. Yeah, he'll, he'll stop. He'll stop on the way to an emergency to ask who touched me. He got some... He got some funny ways, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, he, he asked, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll ask how we gonna feed this multitude when he already knows the answer. He got some funny, funny, funny ways. He, he's got funny ways. He moves. Mama said in a mysterious way. His wonders, are y'all hearing me? So my brothers and sisters, let me just tell you something. Don't ever get thrown off by what things look like. I said, don't ever get thrown off by what things look like. You see, in him, what seems like defeat turns out to be victory. Are y'all hearing me? I say, in him, what seems like defeat turns out to be victory. Come here, let me show it to you. It looks like, it looks like defeat to be carrying a cross on your shoulder. It looks like defeat. To be stretched out on a cross. It looks like deceit to have nails in your hand. It looks like defeat to drop your head and die on a cross. Are y'all hearing me? It looks like defeat, but my brothers and sisters, don't worry about defeats on Friday. Because they just setting you up on Sunday morning blessing. Y'all ain't hearing me. I, I said don't worry about defeats on Friday. They, they just setting you up for Sunday morning blessing. I wonder if I got a witness up in here that early Sunday morning he got up with all power in him. All power is in his hands. Ain't that smart? 
I don't know why we have to cry sometimes. Just ain't that smart. I don't know why we have to sigh sometimes. But I do know. I do know. That there will be a perfect day. When the mist has rolled away. I don't know why. (laughs) But I'll find out. I'll find out. By and by. I don't know why I have to cry Sometimes I don't know why, Lord I have to sigh Sometimes There's gonna be A perfect day Bye.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now's that time. 